0: the yellow line studio it's the below the yellow line podcast hey yo everybody hope you all are having a great friday beautiful day today always a beautiful day when you're in the below the yellow line studio always a beautiful friday when it's cup preview friday as it is today cup preview friday for the tricky triangle we're going to pocono raceway the youtube poetry show will be up on the spotter stand youtube channel later tonight which is, of course, one of the places that you can listen to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, along with all major podcast platforms. And yes, this is the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series four hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. Uh, unlike I've been prophesizing all week, the weather is actually good today so the truck guys practicing qualified xfinity guys are doing that right now and the arkham menard series is going to be able to hold a race tonight weather looks fantastic tomorrow on saturday for cup practice and qualifying as well as the truck and xfinity races and it's crystal clear on sunday praise the lord for that it's the preview episode for the highpoint.com 400 at pocono raceway today going to start off with the weekend schedule go over uh, the point standings, and then we'll do some Pocono previewing. Also, got a little touch of news to get to regarding one Justin Haley, but that's the only big news bomb of the weekend or of the week rather since our Wednesday show. No Emily on this one, but you can find her tonight hopefully on the below the or, uh, on the Spider YouTube channel rather over on the YouTube pre-race show for this weekend's HighPoint.com 400. As far as the weekend schedule goes, practice is tomorrow, Saturday, 2.35 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Eastern. It'll switch over to USA, but at 2.35, it's on the NBC Sports app, MRN, and SiriusXM XM NASCAR Radio. Qualifying, 3.20, USA Network, the NBC Sports app, MRN, and SiriusXM XM NASCAR Radio, and the race itself. We'll start at 2.30 Eastern Sunday afternoon in beautiful Long Pond, Pennsylvania. It's the Highpoint.com 400 on USA Network, the NBC Sports app, MRN, and SiriusXN NASCAR Radio. Pre-race coverage will start at 1.30 Eastern on MRN, 2 o'clock on TV. And I believe it is at 6 o'clock on USA, the NASCAR uh, Cup Series post-race show. And that show is also exclusively, or not exclusively, but it is also on Peacock, streaming on Peacock. Entry list-wise, the only big news, J.J. Yaley back in the 15 this weekend, Cole Custer, will drive the 51 car. Before we talk about standings and actually preview this weekend's HighPoint.com 400, let's talk Justin Haley, who might have committed career suicide. Or maybe not. We don't know. But yesterday, in the morning hours of July twentieth, two 2023, it was announced that Justin Haley will drive for Rick Ware Racing, not just next year, but the year after that, he signs a multi-year deal with the Ford team, a team that has been the butt of jokes for a while. They've gotten a little bit better. Let me say that. They have been improving. JJ Yaley got a top 10 at Atlanta guys like Ryan Newman Cole Custer Yaley himself some some veterans some guys that have won races have uh, have driven their cars now obviously the Cody Ware incident has kind of opened up a full time seat uh, this year they haven't had a full time driver for either car I, I believe Ware was supposed to run the full year but obviously it was his with his off the track issues. Uh, that could not happen. So it's been Yaley and Newman and you know some other guys, Jensen Button, in that 15 car for some road races. So the 15 car and the 51 have kind of been shared around, passed around by various members of the NASCAR garage. Um, but next year, one of them is going to get filled by a very talented young driver making a very shocking and, in my opinion, a poor move. But But it might not have been all him. To be fair to Justin Haley, or to be fair to Collig, rather, Justin Haley does not bring a lot of sponsorship on his own. Matt Collig owns that Leaf Filter uh, brand that has been on the side of that 31 for a while. Um, there was also some incidents at Atlanta with Haley and him not uh, him choosing to not work with his Collig teammate to the end of the Xfinity race and, and letting John Hunter Nemechek beat them. Um, so probably a lot of factors that went into this. Uh, one big thing that Haley pointed out is that he's excited uh, about rwr's uh, alliance with rfk racing rosh fenway Kislowski they actually uh, they they kind of work on the same campus uh they do share a technical alliance a big alliance so uh you know they're not rfk prepared cards obviously and they don't have the same driver talent or team talent personnel crew chief talent that uh rfk does but they did hire you know tommy baldwin former team owner of tommy baldwin racing former driver crew chief all that as their uh, as competition director, I believe, prior to this season. So they are making strides. They are slow strides, but they are making strides. Now, are they going to be winning races competitive in the next three to four years? Likely not. No. Um, the biggest thing that's shocking about this, though, and if it was Colleague that severed ties with Justin Haley, I'm sure they have their reasons. But I've seen other people point this out, too. Haley has been with Colleague for a very long time. Uh, he was in the Truck Series. Um, and then he goes to call again xfinity i believe in 18 or 19 it might have been 19 and he starts winning races i mean won four super speed races with them was really consistent not necessarily one of the top championship threats every year but a guy that you had to look out for each week especially when you when you went to the super speedways and maybe a dark horse championship contender uh ran a lot of cup races won a cup race in 2019 with spire of course in the rain but um still you know Cup winner, Xfinity, Xfinity winner, truck winner, I believe. So, a solid career for Justin Haley as a young driver. And I've seen a lot of people say Colleg is wasting his potential, but Colleg is definitely in a better spot. They are definitely building more than Rick Ware is at the current moment. Uh, and that's why I'm confused. You're leaving a team that, while is growing, that or sorry, you leave a team that is while growing slowly, still growing. And clearly progressing him. I know this year hasn't been the year Haley's wanted, but Dinger is right there on the playoff cut line. He won Colleague's first race in the Cup Series in 2021. He's shown that their Cup cars do have winning potential. Um, and Justin Haley has nearly won some Super speed races, nearly won Atlanta, nearly won the Daytona race last August. So he has um, been, been in a position to win some races a couple of times. It just hasn't come to fruition. But uh, you leave a team that, while growing slowly, is still growing for a team that is still down in the dumps and i know i just said they're getting better and it may kind of sound like i'm contradicting myself right after i just praise them but yes they're not very good rickware racing is not competitive right now and by not competitive i mean their equipment is just not good and nor are most of their drivers i mean ryan newman great driver just i mean he father time has caught up with him but i mean at darlington He probably had a 25th place car at North Wilkesboro. He probably had a top 16 or 17 car when there was 20 or 21 race cars there. So uh, I think Ryan Newman is probably the best driver they brought on. Cody Ware is not good. JJ Yaley was honestly an NASCAR bust, especially in his time with JDR. Now he's an established veteran who knows what he's doing. And I think it's important for a team like that to have a veteran presence like JJ Yaley. But let's be honest here jj yaley is not going to be competitive anytime soon um uh you know cole custer who knows if he gets back in the cup series or not he's been great in xfinity this year that's true but he was kind of a bust in the cup series so their their talent and jensen button's great but he's not racing here as many races as the rest of these guys so mainly when it's yaley and then um who was on the 51 before custer actually i'm having trouble remembering that now um But guys like, you know, Josh Balicki, BJ McLeod that drove those cars before, they've just never had anybody really talented in them. I'd say until Jensen Button got in there and then Ryan Newman. But even then, the cars weren't quite good enough to run competitively, even when Stuart Haas helps them out or RFK helps them out. Uh, The cars are just not good enough. And that's not going to attract the top tier talent. Now, is, is Justin Haley a top tier talent? No. But he is a heck of a lot better than what they've had in there. And that's no disrespect meant to especially Ryan Newman, Jensen Button. Uh, they're great, but Button's not a natural NASCAR driver. Ryan Newman is, is 45, 46 years old. His prime is is way behind him, but I'm, like I said, he's done okay. Um, Cody Ware, not good, and, and as we've seen, not a great person either. Um, and then also uh, Cole Custer, who is just kind of floating around in limbo when it comes to the Cup Series. Xfinity Series, he's great, but Cup Series... His future over there is a little bit little bit foggy. So this is a big ad for Rick Ware in terms of driver talent. It's a big downgrade for Justin Haley in terms of equipment. But the thing is, Justin Haley is not stupid. Um, as many jokes as people like to make about NASCAR drivers being stupid, they're not. And I can go into a whole tangent about that. But what I mean by that is Justin Haley clearly sees something in them there is something there whether it's public information or not that has made him say okay i'm going to leave this team to go to that team uh drivers don't just you know pick up their bags and leave because of hard feelings that's that's not how stuff works um but the biggest thing that i think justin haley did see in all this was the rfk alliance now like i said rfk isn't providing them cars or drivers or personnel but what they are doing is is being kind of a support group to a small team in rickware racing you know it's hard to believe now but roush started off as a small organization you know jack roush a uh, businessman started off his race team as a very small organization and they didn't even bring on the fenway group you know until 12 13 years ago and they didn't bring on brad kieslowski till two years ago so it's a team that is um as established as it as it is the team and especially jack roush people that were maybe there when the fenway group got involved and especially the people there when brad kazalski brought his whole venture into it they know what it's like to work for a small team they know what it's like to um not have everything 100 percent going well in place and, and that's what Rick rickware needs they need help they need advice um now they're not going to hand over brad kazalski or chris busher anytime soon um But Justin Haley being over there, he's a driver that um, I think Brad Kislowski and and Rick Ware and that whole group um, certainly can work with. So is it a good move? Short term? No. Bad move. Long term? We don't know. But I think if if Justin Haley sees what a lot of people think he sees and that aligns with RFK and maybe how it expands or how it helps the team, then yes, it could be a good long term move. Now, this move immediately sparked questions about who would fill the seat. Um, A lot of people thought it might fill uh, or, or rather open a gap for maybe Shane Van Gisbergen to come in and while I still think that's maybe a possibility as I put it on my community YouTube page yesterday. Um, I've seen some stuff about maybe Austin Hill definitely being the leading candidate, which now that I actually think about it, I'm not caught up in the media whirlwind, makes a lot more sense. Hill is 29 years old. He has sponsorship. He's been fantastic in Xfinity. This year was solid. Last year, great truck driver. He has a winning pedigree. He's driven for the likes of Hattori and Richard Childress Racing, two very respectable organizations, and uh, he's an NASCAR veteran. He's made cup stars. He's run in races like the Daytona 500 before, so... Um, or, wait, was that him this Yeah, that was him this year in 62. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's running the Daytona 500, ran at Michigan last year for Richard Childress, so he does have a little bit of cup experience. That's definitely going to help him out. Um, but we don't know for sure. Uh, maybe Van Gisbergen goes there, but I feel like he might stay with Trackhouse. Some people said JGR, True Extra Tires, John Hunter is taking that spot. I'm sorry. Maybe Spire. I don't know. We'll talk about SVG um, at a later date. Um, some people said Chandler Smith, but no, I don't think Colling's going to put him in there. He's only 21 years old. He wouldn't be 22 till the middle of the next season. And while he's done very well this year, A, he hasn't been too consistent, and B, is his first year in Xfinity. Great truck driver, been really good in Xfinity so far, won his first career race at Richmond, um, and I think he's going to be a big contender this weekend at Pocono, but uh, Chandler Smith being kind of thrown to the wolves like that, I don't think would happen. Moving over to the Cup Series standings. We're going to look at the point standings and then preview Pocono. Martin Truex Jr., MTJ, took back the regular season lead from William Byron following Sunday's Crayon 301. He leads Byron by 17 for the regular season, and then it dips down to Bell at minus 62. So likely going to be Byron versus Truex for the regular season title with just six races remaining in the regular season. True X has won four races. Byron three. Or sorry, True X has won three races. Byron four. Bush three. Kyle Larson two. Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, Chris Trabel, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, Ricky Stenhouse have all won one. Eleven drivers have won in twenty races that are full time. SVG makes it twenty. First driver in on points: Kevin Harvick plus one thirty-seven. Brad Keselowski plus one hundred eight. Chris Buescher plus ninety-seven. Bubba Wallace plus two. Michael McDowell last man in plus one. First man out, Daniel Suarez, minus one. That playoff bubble awfully tight. A.J. Allmendinger, minus 20. Ty Gibbs, minus 41. Alex Bowman, minus 42. Justin Haley himself, minus 46. Cindric 51. Elliott, minus 60. LaJoy, minus 91. Todd Gillen, minus 96. Ryan Priest, minus 97. Eric Almirola, minus 105. Eric Jones, minus 139. Harrison Burton, minus 140. Chase Briscoe, minus 164. Ty, sorry, Briscoe, wait, hang on a minute. I am all messed up. Uh, Austin Dillon, minus 140. Harrison Burton, minus 164. Chase Briscoe, minus 183. Ty Dillon, minus 250. And the man currently last in points among full-time drivers is Noah Gregson, minus 257. As far as the playoff cut line goes, who am I feeling the most confidence in? Uh, Harvick, Kozlowski, busher they're all basically in. Big meltdowns could happen. They could, but I think they're safe. I'm confident in Bubba. I really am. Pocono, Michigan, Daytona. Chances to be three really good tracks for him. Now, I'm worried about the Glen. Indy, he finished top five in last year. That was chaotic. Anything can happen. And Richmond, he was running 11th before a pit crew penalty negated him to 22nd in the spring. So, uh, And Toyota is always good at Richmond. So while I think um, three of those tracks are kind of iffy, uh, but three of them have the potential to be really good. And if all comes down to it, I really think he could win Daytona now michael mcdowell i'm just not sure i trust front row i think he could do it watkins glen indy two great chances for him he was really solid at richmond um pocono he was really solid at last year so michigan kind of iffy but daytona 2021 daytona 500 winner never can count him out oh daniel suarez whatever shall we do with you i'm a little worried about daniel suarez um uh, the winning speed hasn't been there. They've been horribly inconsistent. I have more faith in Trackhouse than I do McDowell. And I just feel like Suarez is going to find some way to point his way in. As much as I would like it to be McDowell, I think Bubba and Suarez are my two guys. And no, I don't think Chase Elliott's going to win a race. Nor do I think he's going to point his way in. I, I, I really just came to this realization today. I really don't think Chase Elliott makes the playoffs. And I'm willing to die on that hill. Because, guys, they have not shown that winning speed. Now, a, a lot of people are taking this way too over reward, saying Chase has sucked this year, saying he's been terrible. That's not been the case. He has better average finishes than the likes of Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. I believe Redick, He has a better average finish than he's been very good this year. It just hasn't been the Chase Elliott standard uh miss races that's why he's 60 points out now he'd have to gain 10 points a race on average to make it in so he he'd have to uh he'd have to get on it to points And i think his most likely chance to win is at Watkins Glen, the place that he owned for a couple of years nearly won there last year i'm just not seeing it and i think with guys like tyler reddick and william byron showing so show much speed at road courses this year he'd have to beat those guys and martin truex um as well I want to say Bowman could get in. I don't think he's going to point his way in, though. I think he's going to have to win. And Pocono this weekend, Richmond, both tracks he's won at. Daytona, he's was, uh, you know, he's he been decent at a few times. Uh, Michigan hasn't really been his place, and neither have uh, Watkins Glen or the Indy Road Course. So I don't think Bowman makes it in either. I think both Hendrick cars missed the postseason. Austin Sindrick, um, best chance to win either of the road courses in Daytona. Haley, it's Daytona. <laughs> um, Ty Gibbs, Richmond, maybe, but that's a maybe. And he's he's good at road courses, but I, I just don't see it. Allmendinger, best chance to win would be the Glenn. Now, I think Allmendinger can point his way in. They've just been kind of inconsistent. So give me Bubba and Suarez as my two guys. Now, I think if you're below Bowman, you're definitely looking at probably having to win. Mathematically, I believe anybody down to like uh, I'm a roller. Eric Jones could point their way in, but that's not happening. If you're below Elliott, you definitely have to win. Above from Elliott to Haley, you probably got to Bowman and Gibbs, probably have to Almondinger, Suarez. You can point your way in. But Suarez obviously is the easiest, pass, easiest path to do so. Owners, Janney's wise, this only matters for the 48 and the 9. Now, the 9 made its way up to 13th, but then got knocked back to 14th. Forty-eight Stuck in 16th. It's been stuck there for a little bit now. Speaking of stuck, Chevy is stuck at the top of manufacturer's standings, which makes me very happy. They lead Toyota by 67, Ford by 85, Ford 18 back to Toyota. Chevy 12 wins, Toyota with 6, Ford with 2. And moving on to the Pocono preview. Now, last year's winner of this race was Chase Elliott, but only after he got DQ'd. Denny Hamlin. Won this race by crossing the line first, and I'll be honest, he's my pick this weekend. This is It feels like a Denny Hanlon race. I think he gets win number two. I think Kyle Busch, who finished second last year before he also got DQ'd, won't be far behind. If I had to pick my top three cars this weekend, give me Denny, give me KFB, give me MTJ. I think Byron will be in the mix. I think Larson and Bowman and Elliott could be up there. Logano and Blaney maybe ross chastain but these these next gen races man there's so many guys that can win each week uh there really are but i think i think we're going to be deprived again of another first time winner for this season i think indy is going to be our next uh next first time winner this year i don't see it happening at richmond either or michigan maybe michigan with harvick or somebody like that i don't know but this is certainly a race that uh uh strategy used to lend itself to it doesn't do that a ton anymore just because of stages but a fuel strategy comes into play also look out for the 11 veteran crew chief uh, chris gabe hart and uh, we'll see if we have any more hamlin chastain drama like we did here last year but denny is my pick to win the race my pick to win the poll i'm gonna go william byron i'm feeling good about byron and qualifying recently especially on these these big ovals I believe that's all I have. Next episode below the online will be Monday. We will do a Pocono recap. Wednesday, Pocono recap and a Richmond preview. Next Friday on Cup Preview Friday, Richmond preview. And Richmond is where we go next after Pocono. You want more preview? For this weekend's Highpoint.com 400, head on over to the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter Potts V.S. Stand for all your NASCAR coverage. For all three series, plenty of coverage there from Pocono this weekend and we may have a very special guest coming on next week nothing confirmed yet but go watch the xfinity series pre-race show on the spotter stand youtube channel if you want a hint about who it might be he drives the number 43 car in a nascar series i'm not going to tell you which one i'll give you the initials in XX in xs it's the xfinity series so you go to the owner standings go to the driver standings, see who drives the 43 that's who we're likely going to have on our show like, subscribe, comment, share, rate us, or view us. Email us below the yellow line, podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you Monday. A couple more days. A couple days without us. Of course, Spotter and YouTube channel have plenty of post-race content tomorrow. Two races tomorrow. Post-race show for the CEP series on YouTube on Sunday. Pre-race show for the CEP series on YouTube tonight. And Emily will be joining us for that one. So be sure to go over there and hear her input. I'll see you later, everybody. Goodbye.